You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game. It's a documentary podcast, as opposed to all the other podcasts that you might be listening to out there, you know. This one is a documentary podcast. Why is it a documentary podcast? Well, because it's documenting the lives of Jason and Rob. I'm Rob, that's Jason. This happens to be episode 338 of Building the Game, a documentary podcast. The date that we're going to assign to this episode, even though we're recording it before this date, the episode will be posting as of Monday, November 19th. 2018. That's when we're going to say this is happening. It's Thanksgiving week. I hope that everybody has a fantastic Thanksgiving this week. I hope that you enjoy time avoiding your family at all costs. Because, oh my God, they're a bunch of aren't they? I sure hate mine. That's not true. I hate about half of it. The rest of them are okay. You can just say that because you know the chance of anyone in your family listening <laughs> to this podcast is less than zero. <laughs> oh, hi, Jason. How are you? Oh, sounds like I'm doing better than you are. Yeah, I hope you're going to have a good Thanksgiving this week. I'm going to have a great Thanksgiving. Good. I'm having a great November. Let me tell you what. My November is spectacular. Good. That's that's great yeah. news. I'm very happy for you. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's another episode of Building the Game. Um, it's uh, It's a whole new world. With New Horizons. I don't know that song. I don't know that music. What is that from? A Whole New World? That's Aladdin, right? It's Aladdin. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen Aladdin since it well, came out. I mean, it's basically a newfound place we never knew. Okay. Somewhere, well, always somewhere to go. No I one to tell us no. Figured. Say you're only dreaming. I mean, you have kids, so I'm sure you've seen that a dozen I times. literally never watched with my kids. I just know <laughs> oh, really? that movie really well. <laughs> you and I were it's the like right, right age when movie. that came out, but I've only seen it once. Well, Alibaba had his 40 Thieves and... Shirazadi had a thousand tales, but Master, you're in whatever. Master, your luck is up my sleeves. I got a brand of magic never fails. I got a powerful word to help you out in what you wish. I really got to know. You got a list that's three miles long, no doubt. And all you got to do is rub like so. Ayo, Mister Aladdin, sir, have a wish or two or three. I'm in the mood to help you, dude. You ain't never had a friend like me. It's possible I just mix three verses together. I'm it's honestly fine. not sure, yeah, but yeah. I, well, I don't know. So, have some of column A, have all of column B. Uh-huh. I don't know what happens after that. Something about Bacalava. Okay. Yeah, that is one of the best Robin Williams movies. He is amazing in that movie. Amazing. Okay. Yeah, I I'm sure I won't watch it again. Yeah. Anytime soon. I used to know the whole, uh, welcome to Agrabah, city of mystery of enchantment. Yeah. So, uh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, any of that. I don't know. Have you ever read the original, uh, uh, no. uh thousand and one Arabian nights? I don't read things. There's it. I mean, it's good. Yeah. It's good. I heard that. And the, uh, the, the original, um, um, what, uh, with the, I guess, is it, it's, it's, it's probably what Aladdin is based on. What is it? Um, Alibaba and the Forty Thieves. Yeah, it's, Alibaba and the Forty Thieves. Yeah, Alibaba. It's. I was talking about rap again. <laughs> I know, right? I'm okay with that. We can keep going. Um. Oh, by the way, do you know what time it is? 
It's time, time to, to get, get Ill. Ill. Right. Uh, no. So, wait, what's the time? It's time to get ill. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to buy ale. <laughs> and when that's gone, it's time to buy wine. So <laughs> I forget to love the BC voice. <laughs> Oh my gosh! They, I mean, they are really what introduced me to rap. Like, they really got oh, me. Oh yeah, rap. me too. Mount, to Mount was, Vernon. Yeah. Mount Vernon was the yeah. first rap song I ever had or ever nice, heard. Nice, rather, nice. Yeah, yeah. I and then yeah, yeah. That License to Ill is an. I started with License to Ill. Yeah, but like going back to Paul's Boutique is actually one of my favorites. Yeah. Shadrack, I think is is one of my favorite Beastie Boys songs ever. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a really good song. Yeah. Shadrack, Meshach, and Abed and Go. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah license that's, of, that's from the Bible. You probably don't know that, but, uh, yeah. Cause I'm a heathen. Um, well, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying like that is, it's a story from the Bible and it's I three am Jewish guys and they are three Jewish guys and you are a heathen. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no license ill, I think is probably in my top 10 albums of all time. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just, um, you know, it's um, real good. If it, it just speaks to you right in general. I mean, everything about it is, mm-hmm. it was so far ahead of its time that it just, man. And I was the right age when that came out. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what age that was, but I remember being like, what is this? Right. Yeah. Like what, yeah. what is happening here? Yeah. 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 Something else I was going to say around this whole thing. What were we saying before? The uh, Boys? 2001 Arabian Nights. And I, I don't, hmm. again, I don't I'm remember. reading this book. Okay. This is different. I said nothing to do with what we're talking about, but, but you were talking about reading books. Yeah. And anyway, the, thousand, the original mm-hmm. Thousand and One Arabian Nights, the, the stories are right, right. well worth reading. Good to know. Yeah. Really good classic literature that I think everyone should read. Scheherazade, he had a, not Scheherazade. That's That makes more sense. Yeah. I never knew that until right now. Scheherazade, yeah. Scheherazade. Scheherazade, he had a thousand tales. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, I'm reading this book. This book is really good. Wait, what? So, um, you're reading, I'm reading. Yeah. yeah. Nerd. So I've been reading and stuff now. Uh, and it's nonfiction too. Um, the name of the book is mastermind, right? So I'm, I'm enamored with the process of Sherlock Holmes, right? Like the stories honestly don't really do it for me. I've never read a full Sherlock Holmes story. Huge fan of BBC Sherlock, mostly season one and two season three is okay. It's got its problems, but, um, but like the idea of of how he um, does his business, right? How he can look at a person and blah, 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 like read them, right? And and you can be like, that's like on the show, right? But it's not. Here's the thing. It's not, right? He's based on a man named Dr. Joseph Bell, who was a real person. And the kind of the quintessential Sherlock thing, which is in the show and in the original books, is when he first meets Watson, he says oh, you just got back from Afghanistan. Like he looks at him and he says that and Watson's like, well, how did you know that? And then he goes through and explains how he figured that out, right? So that actually is a direct um, copy of something that Dr. Joseph Bell did to a patient where he looked at a patient and said, you must have this disease. And the other person says, well, how, how could you know he had this disease? That's a tropical disease and we're in London. And he said, well, clearly he was just stationed in Barbados or someplace uh, and then, well, how would you know that? And he goes through the whole process. And it's literally the same thing he does to Watson, where okay. the guy was in the army. If he was in the army, he was definitely stationed in this place, blah, 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 right? And this guy did this all the time. And so it talks about the process of how how that works, right? Okay. It's so interesting, right? So, um, so the lady that wrote this book, Maria something something, um, I'm bad. she's got a long last name, I don't know. But um, it, what's really interesting about it is... Um, so she basically talks about how when you learn, when you hear something, um, whether or not it's true or false, you have to believe it 
for that millisecond. So for instance, if I say to you, Rob, there are pink elephants. For a millisecond, your brain says, I believe there are pink elephants. So that, because it's the only way your brain can picture a pink elephant is to believe it's a thing. And then immediately you, of course, say there's no such thing as a pink elephant. And you say, Jason, that's not true, right? So this sounds weird, right? But 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 what she she talks about the difference between a Watson brain and a Sherlock brain, right? And how we're all wired to think like Watson. We're all wired to just walk through life without paying attention to things, right? Um, she said it's why when you walk into a room, we so commonly go, "Why did I come into this room?" Because we're not narrating our own life to ourselves, right? We're basically just saying, "I need to go get get a beer," right? And then you walk in, and you're like, "Why did I come in here?" And then like 10 seconds later, you're like, oh, I was thirsty. I wanted a beer. Oh, yeah, 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 right? But it's because we're on this like autopilot. And she talks about how like the Holmes style of thinking is that everything is a pink elephant, which means everything is is BS until proven otherwise. And what that makes you do is it makes you have this critical thought about everything you've been told. And you think about our current political climate, right? And all the crap. And you're not on Facebook, but like the fake stuff that people read this and they just believe it, right? Because we are programmed to trust and to believe, right? Yeah. Um, which is good that we want to trust people, right? But it's also inherently dangerous in, you know, especially in modern day, right? Where like people a lot of times aren't doing things at face value, right? Um, so it's it's just really, really interesting. And so I'll tell you what, I, I had to take my camper to the storage unit, right? And I've never uh, gone to the, they just built a new storage place and it's up in Grand Rapids and or Hudsonville, uh, which is the place up by Grand Rapids in Michigan. And so, I, I'm driving up there and as I get off the highway, so I am terrible about if I'm following my phone for directions, I'm not paying attention to anything around me, right? And I am notorious for following directions to a place and then like, or my wife will just be like, turn here, turn here, turn here. And then we turn around 15 minutes later to leave and I say, I don't know how to get out of here. And she's like, it was three turns. You just did them, do them in reverse. And I have no idea, right? Because I'm not paying attention. Mm-hmm. So this time I said, like, i paid attention to landmarks i said i'm turning this way i'm passing this on the way out it was like six turns to get there on the way out literally never had a doubt about exactly how to do it right um and that was just by like doing the way this lady talks about like this is how he thinks right Mm -hmm. um so that's really cool like i I thought that was really neat so this book book taught you how to pay attention (laughs) no no it's um yeah i mean kind of but (laughs) no but but what it's talking about, it's talking about paying attention to the right things, right? Uh-huh. Um, like where you are at any given time. <laughs> like to the to the road and to the things around you while you're driving. Right. So maybe that was not the best example, right? <laughs> no, I think it was not. <laughs> but, it was not um, a very good example. But what it, what a lot of it talks about is um, what a lot of the mindfulness thing is talking about reading people, right? Looking at a person making some assumptions based on the person, right? Um, and uh, so I started a new job of late, uh, which the builders don't know, but I, I, I actually am running my own business now, which is super fun. Um, I mean, it's not right now because I just started. So like, you know, like I'm just setting up my own business kind of. It's a process, yeah. Yeah, but, um, but anyways, so, um, you know, reading, like when you meet new people, right? Like I, you would admit, right? I am pretty good when we meet a new person about, judging their character and things like that right like, yes you're very judgmental so, you're a very judgy person but in a positive way right i mean i'm i'm usually pretty good about reading people um <laughs> saying look at my team it was, everyone i hired is pretty amazing so yeah but anyways no um 
so like that's a, but that's a skill with the work I'm doing now that's really helpful, right? To be able to, you know, understand uh, people's intentions and things like that and being able to just glean some information about someone. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to read this book and try and, um, and it's, it's just really interesting. Like um, what, what's so cool about it is it kind of demystifies like the process of, because it's basically you're just using the, applying the scientific method when you meet someone. Mm-hmm. You look at them, you uh, take in the information, you form a hypothesis, you ask questions to uh, attempt to prove or disprove said hypothesis, and then you do the next thing in the scientific method. I don't remember what that is, but oh, and then you like you make you publish you, a paper. You so. test your hypothesis, and then you compare the results to to your yeah. hypothesis. Yes, and then you you make a decision based on that. Um, well, so you, uh, you, well, the, sorry, you you whatever you know what I mean. Okay. So so, anyways, uh, it's it's just been an interesting book. Like it's uh, I I like the way that um, you know she talks about it in uh, just the idea of yes, it is about paying attention, but. You have to admit, so many times in life, you're on autopilot and you don't pay attention, right? Like sure. you're not paying attention to things that matter when you meet a new person or when you. How many times has this happened to you? And I bet a million. Even if you say it didn't, you're lying. Okay. Where you walk up and you shake someone's hand, and you say, "Hi, I'm Rob," and they say, "Hi, I'm," and you hear what they say. Uh huh. But if they said, "What was my name?" you'd be like, "I have no idea what your name sure. is." Yeah. So, so you're right. And and I think everybody has struggled with that at some point in their past. And, and one of the skills that I've tried to develop in myself is to repeat their name back to, to it them. It works really well. Yes. It does work very well, right? Yeah. And so it's, you know, you shake the hand, you say, and they, hi, I'm Steve. Hi, Steve. And, and, and if, they have, if there's seven people around the, around the group, I'll say, hi, Steve. Nice to meet you, John. But by the third person, I'm just saying, Adam, Walter. As right. I shake their hand. Right. Yeah. 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 And so on. But anyways, so I'm just really intrigued with this this idea of like looking at a person, being able to know some things about them yeah. without having to really talk to them. And there are some things that I've used as techniques for years mm-hmm. that have never done me wrong. You want to know, you want to know an interesting one that I use? I'm fascinated by this. <laughs> but no, no, no. This is because I want you to you use the scientific method to test this, right? Okay. Uh, when you're meeting new people, when you meet someone in a business setting, uh, if you want to figure out like how like and they're in business casual dress, like how committed kind of they are to that idea of business casual, like is that how they normally dress? Are they just doing it for work? There's a lot of different things you can do, like. You know, do they look comfortable in the clothes? Do the clothes, are they ill-fitting? Like there's a little, but, but here's the simple thing that has never done me wrong. This works especially well with guys. Mm-hmm. Look at their shoes. Oh, come on. It's so simple, right? Like if I, if you look perfectly dressed in business casual for work, but your shoes are old or tennis shoes or crappy, you don't dress that way normally. You've just done that to like make yourself like appear right that's something that my mom taught me when i was eight years old is pay attention to shoes yeah i know right but i'm saying like absolutely so many people don't notice that like i actually used to be that guy that wore crappy shoes all the time and stopped doing that once i started to notice like i don't Mm -hmm. know about 10 years ago i was like gosh i'm that guy like I'm that guy who people are like, oh, mm-hmm. he's, you know, it, it, it's, um, it's actually been pretty unhealthy for me in, in some ways that where I like go to a wedding or, or a funeral <laughs> or some kind of more formal event. And there'll be some young guy in his twenties who's, who's wearing a really nice suit and like Converse or something. I'll be like, or just like shoddy old dress shoes that don't quite match. Right. Just, yeah. I mean, I'll just be like, that guy, he doesn't know what he's doing. 
<laughs> he just what what you just a, like bleeping stuff, man. You like well, making yourself bleep yeah. stuff. I it just no, but like like okay. I have opinions about things when it comes to dress. You have and, opinions about and men, everything, men's Most formal wear. Really, yeah. Okay, I mean, I don't. I could go off on a tangent here that I don't need to do. But every man needs a good jacket. Every man needs two good pairs of shoes, casual shoes and formal shoes. And every man needs a couple of good ties. And I'm not talking about the <laughs> ties you're going to buy JC Penney's. Okay, right, you need some good yeah, ties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. We, my wife and I went to a wedding a month and a half ago. And, and okay, this is another thing. She wore a purple dress. I was like, Christine, I don't have a purple tie. She said, who cares? I said, I do. It matters. So we went to Macy's. Macy's, go to Suits You Tailor Shop, man. I know. We've talked about that. Gotta go to that guy. Yeah, but I just was there this week buying blazers, man. I'm, I'm I have happy blazers for you. now. He's a good guy, right? But Macy's is really the only place in Kalamazoo where you can buy... You have oh, you have a lot of selection of good, uh, good menswear when you're not going to like a custom place like that, right? Yeah. How much you pay for that tie? Seventy bucks, I think. Twenty five for a custom tie from him if he's feeling good for you. Yeah. If you buy a jacket, especially, but well, yeah, yeah. see that's the thing. I bought two jackets when I was there. I was buying a shirt and a tie because I needed yeah. a new white shirt too. Anyway, white so, shirt really? I needed a new one just because you're boring. Because <laughs> yeah, I was going to a wedding. I don't actually even. <laughs> think i own a white dress shirt right now because because in the past i've typically bought i've bought like textured sh- white shirts mm-hmm. you know that have some kind of a some kind of a texture to them of logo, some kind. sports logos mostly right you know? yeah i mean a, a lot of notre dame right <laughs> <laughs> no I get you shot around here buddy. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I don't care but some people no, are real fickle. for whatever reason i i've i've bought some some white dress shirts in the past uh, in the last several that i've had had some texture to them and i was like you know what i've outgrown that that was right, that was right. not a right the good choice. That was an right. okay choice for a man in his mid to late twenties. Not a good choice for a man in his late thirties. Right. You right. know? So just a normal, flat, white, simple See, shirt. I, I've actually tailored to, properly like a slim right. fit, right? I've actually f- switched to pattern shirt solid tie. So um mm. and that's my boy Maher, that's what he says I should be wearing, and he's never wrong. So okay. well if he if he says that's good for you, then I'm not gonna second when guess. When I bought him. those two blazers from man, I like listen, dude, listen, uh I'm starting a new business. Like I need these blazers because I have to have a couple sure. blazers because yeah. you can't start a business without blazers, apparently. I'm so I'm told. I honestly I need those because I needed some pictures. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I didn't want to wear yeah, my formal suit for the pictures. But anyways, he was like, Oh, you should get this tie. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you're that tie mm-hmm. uh but i didn't so yeah yeah a lot a lot of men buy ugly ties it's yeah. a shame it is i don't know i don't know why people make them and and, well, it, and sell them because they're ugly and, and horrible. he's always like you got this tie let me get you this pocket square to go with this tie and i'm like see that's a, that's a step that i'm not comfortable with yet i want to get there but i'm not there yet it's not hard like i was impressed at how quickly like he was like oh you got this blazer look boom this tie this pocket square and i was like what pocket square is a major a major thing yeah my suit that i bought from him for the wedding i went to in dc yeah that had a that came with a tie pocket square combo and it's amazing looking. I'm sure it so is. Good. I wore a pocket square in my wedding. It's the only time I've worn worn yeah. a pocket square. I kind of I like the pocket squares. Like it's it's just it's intimidating. It's a little extra flair. Like you're just like check me out. Like yeah. I showed up. I don't even wear a tie tab, right? I don't wear a tie a tie tag. Um, I, I should. To, he tried to get me to get one, and I was like, no, 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 no. I'm good. Yeah. I was like, I have some at home. I totally lied to him. I felt bad, but. Because I actually do have some at home, but I just never wear them because yeah, I, I like one. I like the tie that's just kind of hanging out. Like it's cool. 
Yeah. Well, see, see Titac goes through the tie. I don't like that. Tie yeah. tab, though, is on the side, right? Oh, it, you're talking it, about the little slot thing? Yeah, like slots, the, right. Yeah, and, that, and, then yeah. it, and then it attaches to your injury. Right. Right. I don't want to put a hole in the tie. I'm not no, down with No, no, especially not a nice tie. No, what? Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, this is the first time Christine ever went with me to buy, a, you know, men's dress wear. And she's like, oh, right. my God, $75 for a tie? I was like, it's worth it. It probably wasn't. It's a, it's a nice tie. I'm sure it is. It's a nice tie. I'm sure it is. So... Anyway, so anyways, the yeah, Sherlock book is really fun. Good. Like, and y- like young it, builders so. out there, if you guys want any fashion advice, I'm probably a bad person to give it to you, but <clears throat> shoot us a message, buildinggamepodcast at gmail.com or Twitter at podcastbtg. Reach out to me and I'll give you my opinions. Every man, if nothing else, if nothing else, every man needs a good jacket. You do. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not a coat. I mean, coats are nice, right? Yeah, yeah. I define a coat as a long thing, goes past the right a jacket generally waist length okay yeah, yeah every man needs a really good jacket yeah okay so it's my opinion yeah you know guys this is important stuff right and here on the shoes thing too like y- you don't have to like wear a good pair of shoes to pretend like you're a better dresser than you are wear a good pair of shoes because it's nice to wear a good pair of shoes and they're comfortable they are more comfortable i used to buy crappy shoes all the time you know what i realized when i wear nicer shoes not only do I look nicer, but I'm like, wow, my feet are more comfortable yeah. and I'm on them all day. So, you know, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I do have right now I'm wearing a pair of shoes that are dying and I've just got the next one's queued up. It's literally the same pair. I told you that, right? I bought them yeah. off Amazon, the yeah, exact same pair. It's so great. I just yeah. can't wait. No. But I, it's winter. So Michigan winter, you wear crappy shoes yep. so that you destroy those shoes over winter. And then in spring, you're like, boom, look at me with these brand new shoes. It's worth spending money on a good pair of shoes. It is. It's it is. So, so this is building the fashion here. Um, right. And people, we, people notice, people notice, people pay attention to your shoes. More right. people than you think pay attention right, to your shoes. Right, 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 yeah. So, right. but more people than you think wear crappy shoes, right? Like, yeah, it's right. amazing. Like see, the thing is, is see, men were, were, as men were lucky, right? Because we can buy, we can spend a hundred dollars on a nice pair of shoes and we're probably going to be good for a couple of years, you know? Really? I'm usually going to be about six to eight months. Really? How hard are you on your shoes, man? I, I walk a lot. I stand a lot, man. It's not Still. like you just sitting behind a desk, like, you know. Anyway, what my, my the point I was going to get to though is is that women society expects women to be much more fashionable and always changing with whatever right, right, whatever right. the fashion is, right? Right. And so women kind of have to buy cheap shoes and be cheap clothes because they're expected to change their entire wardrobe once a year, if not twice a year, and that's that's unfair to them. And and so, uh, um. So number one, I'll say that for any young men out there who are listening, who are not yet married, when you eventually get married, if you get married, don't give your wife a hard time about that, okay? Because society expects that, and and it's not fair to her, and and the, you need to you need to not be an a hole about that, okay? Well, the thing is, like, guys can wear like again, you could have two to like I think I have three pairs of shoes to alternate between, mm-hmm. and one of which is a formal dress shoe that sure. I only wear with a suit, right? Yeah. So I never wear those, right? Yep. Not um, counting like ratty right. work in the yard shoes. Yeah, yeah. my wife right. probably has like twenty pairs of shoes, and and she wears most of them because she's swapping out for every outfit has different shoes, right? right. And like we have it really easy as guys, guys. Yeah. So seriously, right. like so don't yeah. give don't and, yeah. like, and don't even get me started on on makeup and and you know all that right because because it's just we have it so easy right. we don't right. understand. We right. don't understand. Right. Right. Don't give women a hard right. time about that. Unless you're a guy who enjoys makeup, in which case you hey, get it. More you power get to it. you. Yes, but right? you get it. <laughs> right. You get it. And right. Good for you. Right. Good for you. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm not ju- making any judgments. I'm saying like, but you you have an understanding that we don't. I've never 
worn any makeup other than stage makeup and there was there was a nail polish phase I went through where I thought nail polish really? was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah I never some did friends that. of mine and I we just did like we yeah. were like like it was early in college. Uh, we went to this like industrial club and like you just wore you wore nail polish <laughs> sure. which you did. So yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. My my wife put makeup on me for Halloween this year. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh, we're just gonna like the white powder and then put some black around my eyes. And she's like, no, 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 no you don't understand. Yeah. Now, and so your wife, someone I have to compliment because I've stayed with you guys enough to where like your wife is a master at, like putting makeup on. Like she looks like she could go do that professionally. Like see, watching her stand in front of the mirror and do that stuff. Like oh, yeah. you'll have like the yeah. you know, in the hotel room, you'll have sure, the sink sure, sure. that's in the area where everyone yeah. is. She's like, like she could go do that like pro. Like that could be like a thing. She Well, so, since she started dancing, she took some classes about like stage oh, makeup and stuff. Yeah, and so yeah, she's yeah, got yeah. a lot more yep. serious about that. But that's nothing compared to her sister. Her, her sister oh, really? is- is like 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 she she pay people pay her to do their wedding for their their what makeup for weddings now. Which sister? Megan. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. Anyway. Wow. That's we've uh, covered some ground already here tonight, <laughs> haven't we? Uh, so, anyways, um, uh, the uh, the book that I'm reading that yeah. I enjoy just it's FYI called, is called Mastermind. Mastermind Thinking Like Sherlock. Okay. Um, so uh, it's just kind of neat. It's just kind of like I said, it kind of demystifies the process. She has another book that I'm probably going to read after this called. Um, the con job, why you always fall for it. Like basically like explaining like why you fall for cons. Right. Mm. Um, and, uh, I, I love thinking about that kind of stuff. Like, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, that kind of stuff is interesting to me. So this is the last thing I'm going to say here, but there's a, there's a, a true TV series that's on Netflix right now called Adam ruins everything. Oh yes. I love, you, you know this then. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. This is like my new favorite show of all time. Yeah, he's amazing, right? He is so good, and that but, show was so good. But you have to be prepared for the fact that at some point he's going to ruin something yes, that's going to make you right, very sad, right? right? Like, in most of it, it's very validating for me, because yeah. you know, I'm like, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. And then there comes along that moment where you're like, oh. But that's my thing. Like You're like, this episode's about this. You're like, should I just skip this episode? Oh, no, I need to watch it. I've never watched the show. I've just watched oh. um, this, like the... Because he before it was on Netflix, he was doing like the YouTube thing where he would oh, like, he? talk about okay, it'd be like a five minute clip where he'd just talk about one thing okay, um, and it was it was really sometimes it made you sad and like oh, it was like yeah. but this seems like a real thing it's not it's no, not or it's, or it's or it's like here's why it turns out this is a real thing but it's terrible and you don't know it yeah 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 no he, it's he's really a great good. personality though he too. is yeah fantastic and, hair that guy has he, also he has <laughs> amazing hair it's true and 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 the 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 show is just very it's very honest in 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 honest and earnest in ways that you would never expect right yeah there was um there was an episode there wasn't an episode was it there was a youtube thing i saw where they ruined themselves because they screwed something up oh yeah and like he was like somebody wrote this mean letter to us about how you screwed up and he was like we sure did let's ruin ourselves and then they like talked about that and it was fantastic yeah yeah, so. it, when, on the TV show, they did an episode about real, about Hollywood and about reality TV, and they mm-hmm. even tore themselves apart and were like, look, here, I I don't know all this stuff. Here's my team of writers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah. and they're they're very honest about all that stuff. Yep. And it's it's just so smart. It's so smart, and yeah. I love it to death. Right. No, he's, he's a very good personality. He's yeah. very charismatic. He's the guy who can get away with coming out there and crushing all your dreams. Right. Because he's just so nice about it. But in, in a weird way, in the TV show, they also kind of have an ongoing narrative with return, recurring characters and stuff. It's totally worth watching, man. I'll have to check it out. It's yeah. really good. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I really like him. So, cool. All right. Adam Conover. All right. So, let's talk about games. Do we have to? We do. <laughs> do we have to? Oh, we do. Um, so, we're going to talk real quick here about... Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. 
We just talked for a long time about, about this. nothing. Wow, I'm sorry, builders. Um, you know what? Uh, I'm going to scrap the topic we we're going to talk about. We'll talk okay. about it next time. Instead, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to talk about a small topic and turn it into a pitch. Sure, because, do that. Because this, this is going to take a little longer. So I've been... Okay. Um, but this is really interesting. Don't turn it off, guys. Uh, I mean, you downloaded it, so whatever. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, so uh, I've been playing a lot, a lot of games on my phone, as always. There's a, there's a style of game I've encountered a few times, but I just started playing this game called Hooked. Um, and it's a fishing game, right? It's literally an idle fishing game. It's stupid. It is dumb. But it's got a little mechanic in it that I've seen in other games, and I decided I wanted to make a board game. The uh, mechanic is you play the game, right? And you keep earning money as you play the game, right? Or, you know, it does whatever. You earn money. But it is, you're also earning experience, okay? And you're earning stars for doing stuff. In the experience and the stars, the stars you get right away... The experience you only get at a certain point, you reset. So basically you say, I'm going to give up everything I've earned. So I've got this boat and I've mega upgraded this boat with all these bells and whistles. And then I click a button that says start over. Yeah, it's kind of their prestige thing. That's that's yes. common. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So that's a lot of idle games, especially are common. Yes, right. Yeah. So it resets me to the beginning. And now I start over. Prestige that the one the first game I ever played with that that's what they called it, right? Yeah, that that's the, and there are some like console games and shooters and things that allow you to do that too. Okay, yeah. great. So um, so this concept I want to explore this concept, right? So um, so for anybody that doesn't know, so I basically go back to the beginning and I start over. I keep certain things, right? So the things I keep are like um, like in this fishing game, for instance, I have a bunch of fishermen and, and fisher fisher people. Fish fighters. Um, that, um, there you go. So yeah, there was, there was this thing I saw that was, uh, uh, I think it was on Facebook, and it said um, to remove gender from things. Um, policeman, a fireman, firefighter, policeman, police fighter, um, mailman, mail fighter, <laughs> fisherman, fish fighter. Um, <clears throat> you know. Uh, but anyways, uh, so these 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 fi- fishing fish fish fishing people. That's really hard to say. Fisher people. Fishers. Fishers. Fish, fish, fish folks. Fish, fishing. Fish, uh, fish hunters. Fish hunters. Oh, I like yeah. that. Fish hunters. Hunters of the sea. <laughs> uh, but anyways, you keep them and then you get a bunch of experience and then that upgrades how much money you earn. So now I earn even more money every time, right? And I bet I've prestige in this game probably 10 times already, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and every time you do, you get back to where you were a little faster than you did before, yeah. right? There was a time when I was playing the Crazy Taxi Idle game oh, yeah, yeah. for, I don't know, eight or nine months, and I probably prestiged, I don't know, probably close to 100 times in that right, game. Right, right. Yeah. Basically, it, every time I had the opportunity to do it, I would do it immediately. Right, right. Yeah. But it's validating, right? Because like then the next time through, the game is that much easier. So right. like it took me two days to get to this one spot in the game. Now I'm generally there within a minute or two mm-hmm. of on prestiging, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you like you like retain multipliers and stuff. Exactly, yeah, right. right. So I was thinking, like, what if you were to do the board game, not a legacy style game, but like a game where you were trying to achieve something, but you couldn't quite do it, right? Uh huh. Um, on the first try, or you really couldn't do it on the first try, and it's going to take multiple tries. And I was trying to think of a theme that was fun and. You know, now that we're actually talking about it, like themes that are popping in my head immediately, like maybe it's like a, a fighting game, right? Where like there's all these competitors, but you have to keep fighting and losing after a while to eventually reset back, right? 
because you're going to get that experience and then re-enter the next year. But I don't, I'm not a big fan of fighting games in general. Um, so, so I decided to go back into the uh, vault of old Jason ideas, um, and try and apply, um, try to apply that to a new thing. Right. And, uh, what I came up with was I've always wanted to make a map, map making game, like a game where you're what? since when, right, since, since the dawn of time, <laughs> since some time, a long time ago. Uh, but anyways, uh, but a deck building map making game, right? So basically map building where you are, um, trying to go somewhere and you build the map as you go. And I thought, well, Oh, this could be cool. Right? Like, let's say that I'm in this like remote location, right? And I'm trying to get somewhere else. Um, but I need tools to get there. I need experience to get there. So what I'm doing is, right, I, I start, so the setup of the game is this. Um, I've got some hastily written notes here. On this piece of paper. Um, so uh, there's a, so the way the game sets up, there's a stack of challenge cards, or stacks of challenge cards, communal challenge cards. Communal challenge cards. Uh, in the center of the board. And those are challenges at like two three five seven and ten something like that right okay and they're on their own set of stacks now that's the number of cards you have to be able to play before attempting that challenge right okay. but the challenge is going to have other requirements as well right okay um and anyone can complete a challenge off there but once they're gone they're gone and the mm. challenges are all different so it may be two cards is what you need to play but that challenge may say you need certain tools to achieve it, right? So I have to play two cards and then also have played at least two cards and have X things available to me and then I can claim that challenge card, which is going to be worth points at the end, right? Um, so I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with a deck of small cards that mm-hmm. I'm going to draw at random, right? Uh, I'll say five cards, right? So I start with those five cards and I play those out and those form a map, right? And I have to somehow put things together that are like so that I can move forward on the map, right? Basically, okay. I'm building this map and I can't attach a desert to a forest, right? Unless the tile has a, the card has desert and forest center, right? Yeah. The cards would be built in a way that there would, you would generally have options. Um, but at some point, I'm going to say, I give up, right? When that happens, I'm going to go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lose the cards in my deck. I'm going to bail on this expedition yeah. or whatever. Yeah, basically, yeah. right? But anything I've gathered resource-wise on the expedition, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep, right? So, And then based on how many cards I played or challenges I've done, that's going to determine how much, how many more cards I got the second time around, right? Um, and I don't know the math on the yet. I'm going to be completely mm-hmm. honest. I have not thought this through that much, right? But then I'm going to get that next batch of cards, right? So I'm going to throw those onto the discard. When the discard's full, you, of course, reshuffle. I'm mm-hmm. going to draw the next 15 cards off the deck now based on what I've done. So now I've got 15 cards in my hand, and I'm going to start playing those down. And on our turns, we're basically just like, we're taking turns playing cards, right? Taking t- play cards, move actions. And then at some point, I'm going to say, I give up. I'm going to start over. Now, I want to have some sort of mechanic where me doing that affects other players in a way, hmm. maybe in a negative way. Like when I restart, you then lose something. Um, like maybe every time someone restarts, you lose the top card off your deck or something like that, or the top two cards off your deck, right? Something penalizing because it's basically like even though we're not working together, we're all out on this expedition. So as soon as I bail, it is a penalty to you as well, right? And I don't know, that doesn't actually make any sense. I think it might be better if... if so, so so where my head went with that immediately is that so you're gathering artifacts or whatever on your expedition, 
And when you bail, then you go back home and you sell those artifacts for money to fund your next expedition. Kind of thematically, that's what I'm thinking. Sure. And then, and then what you can do is then you can spend that money to buy. So every every time you start an expedition, you have a bit kind of a baseline starting set of of items or equipment that you're gonna start your expedition with. And then um, you can you can spend that money to add s- standard starting items to your expedition, right? But any money you don't spend is going to be lost, and by lost it means you hand it off to the player on your left. Well, you just love that mechanic, don't you? Well, in this case, it's helping the next guy, not the guy who came before you, Rip or answer, yeah. or maybe you split it evenly amongst everybody or something. And and then and then every time you give up in an expedition, you still keep all that same starting equipment for your next expedition. But any money you've collected allows you to expand that again. Was kind of what I'm thinking. Right, right, right. That makes sense. So I think it might. It, I'm not sure how that your your idea is structured, but my first thought was that no, every time I bail. I, I'm going to be starting over again, but I'm going to be starting over better off, but I'm also helping my opponents by doing that, even if it's just a tiny, tiny bit. And that also encourages me to spend all of my money and not give anything to them. That makes even sense. if yeah, maybe yeah, I yeah, can, yeah. maybe by exhausting all of my money, I might not, you know, let, you know, I've got, I've got $10 to spend. I could spend a, a, a $7 and get one thing. And then I've got $3 left over, nothing to spend that on. Or I could buy two things that are worth $5 each, neither one of which is great. But they're okay, and I'm not helping my opponent. Right, right. By giving and I'm going to keep those forever. So, so I'm not right. hurting myself necessarily. Right, right. Yeah, is, yeah. Is kind of what my first thought was on that. That's cool. That's cool. And that's, so, yeah, and that's also uh, kind of it's, it's the same idea of, of choosing when to give up and start over, which is the prestige idea. But it also kind of slides into that sort of that roguelike concept from a, a lot of video games as well. Is that when you die, you start over and you can spend any money you've collected, but anything you don't spend, you lose. Ah, right, right, yeah, um, yeah, and that's a popular mechanic as well. Right. Yes, that is true. So, so, anyways, and then the game would end. I think when you know you have like a a certain level challenge, and when you hit that level challenge, that's when the game ends. Right. Mm-hmm. The first person to claim that is going to be the winner, um, or maybe the first person to claim that the game ends, and then you score to see who actually did the best. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I kind of liked the idea that you were all trying to get somewhere. And the first person to get there, mm-hmm. but that actually would work too if the challenges could be locations, right? Like, let's say we're in the in the Amazon, right, mm-hmm. exploring, and we're finding these artifacts, right? Mm-hmm. But there's this lost city, and the first person to get to the lost city, which is challenge twelve or something like that, mm-hmm. wins the game, right? So, um, you know, yeah. and then so each one of the challenges is like a new feature you found, like mm-hmm. oh, I found this temple, or you know, right. these this clue. You know, you could also say that you could spend that money to buy victory points and that the the first person to reach that lost city gets 20 victory points, right? But every time you start over, you have the opportunity to buy additional victory points. You could buy starting equipment oh, or buy yeah, victory yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. And like, then so you, the challenges would be auto victory points, basically. Right, right. right. And then and then when somebody reaches the, the final lost city the, or the great temple or whatever, that triggers the end game. Um, but that doesn't mean, and they get bonus points for that, but doesn't mean if other people did other stuff during the game, they might, uh, still be in the lead. And I would say that, um, this would be a game where when you trigger that ending, anyone who hasn't went that turn gets to go. But if you've already went, Mm -hmm. you lose your chance. So basically if I see you look close to that lost city, I should probably prestige, get my stuff back. Right. Right. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's an interesting decision point, I think. Right. So, so anyways, I like that idea. Let me see if there's any other. Oh, one of the other things I thought about was each player has a player board uh-huh. to track their stats, basically, right? So, like, sure. as I do things, 
I'm going to up my stats. So that mm-hmm. might mean I'm just, so some of the coming back wouldn't even be buying tools. It would be buying, being Upgrades. better at certain things. Yeah, 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 just, totally. You know, Absolutely. <clears throat> like I'm better at navigating. So that means I can do this or, yeah. you know, yeah. and when you hit certain points, you can do things like maybe at one point it allows me to um, put two features together that don't match, right? Sure. Because then I'm, I'm really good at orienteering, right? Yeah. And and thematically, it's like, well, I mean, I've already been through here before, so I already right, know how to get right. through this stuff pretty well. Right. Yeah, yeah. That kind of connects thematically. But that could be kind of fun, right? Yeah, I mean, no. It's still only like a third of a game design. If that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, it's, but I think there's a lot of potential with that as a kind of a basic structure. Yeah. Right. No, it kind of feels... I just... Uh, I'm just really not interested in this. I want to take a nap. No. <laughs> um, I... Um, realistically... I just really like playing like these little video games and then just looking at these core mechanics and being like, what can I do with that? You know, what can I do to make that different? Yeah, so, sure. Um, I really enjoy that. I think that's a lot of fun. So, yeah. Man, you've got to get a PC. This Mac crap is just killing you. Yeah. That's yeah. never going to happen. No. Yeah. It's there's, cool. there's a game called Return of the Obra, Gen- Obra Din. Uh-huh. O-B-R-A-D-I-N-N. Yeah. It's new out on, on, on Steam that is cool. It's got a lot of really fascinating and complex and really exciting deduction in it that I think you would just love the shit out of. And it's a shame that you'll never play it because you don't have a PC. You're missing out, Jason. I believe it. Yeah. Do we have a voicemail to listen to? We do. We might even have more than one. Pretty sure, too. We we didn't listen to Nate's voicemail, right? About the kingdom stuff. We didn't. I don't think so. Uh, So what I love about Nate's voicemail here is uh, it says, I really like your kingdom theme discussion. I tend to like the corgi theme that stand out, but I think he said quirky theme, but it, it's <laughs> Cor- corgi. corgi. <laughs> I like corgi themes too. I want to make a game about corgis now. Corgis are cute. All right. Hey guys, it's Nate. Uh, I just wanted to call in and say, I really liked the discussion on the kingdom theme. I thought that was, it, it, there's good points on both sides. I tend to like the quirky themes that stand out, but especially as a newcomer trying to break in, going with something that, you know, is less risky for a, for a publisher to, to, you know, put out there has probably got its advantages as well. But also, uh, Rob, I really liked your bingo RPG. If you write something up, send it to me, and I'm happy to find a group to play with. Although I had one thought. The free space, obviously, for bingo, you just get the free space. But what if that was uh, something that every character could do um, at any time? They could choose to use their free space as sort of like a hard move or whatever. That they could kind of interrupt the normal flow and do this special thing once per game. Uh, so that might be an interesting way to use the free space. So, all right. I hope you all are doing great up there. Things are getting chilly down here in St. Louis. Bye. Thanks, Nate. That is a really good, great idea to, to like, as a part of character building, you can pick what your free yeah. space power is from a list of, I don't know, however many I can come up with. That's a really good idea. Now I have to make the bingo RPG. I have to, Jason. You have to. And he's not the only person I've heard from who said that they are into that. You don't count, of course. But um, I've had a few other people reach out to me and say, hey, that's cool. You should do something with that. So now I really, really, really have to do something with that. Um that's going to be my winter project, I think, uh, is the bingo RPG. Cool. Thanks, Nate. BTG, Larry Oxford, what's going on? Uh, so it's been a while. Um, back in the U.S. of A. 
and uh, I got a lot to catch up. So I think I'm on the May 20th episode, which is I think three, two, one. Yeah, three, two, one. It's uh, interesting. Um, you talk about uh, you mentioned Strength Finder in there. I wouldn't mind chatting with you guys about that. Uh, big big fan of that uh, assessment. Anyways, uh, did that cut off? Did. Uh oh. <laughs> Sorry, Len. I don't know what happened there. Let me see if I can find. Maybe he he did call right back. So. Man, it's good to hear from Len again. It is. No, he just got cut off. Oh, it's a shame. So, all right. So I thought we had more voicemails, but I don't know if they were glitches or what. But they uh, they are not playing for us. So um, thanks a lot, Google Voice, for giving us free voicemail that doesn't work the way we want it to. Mm-hmm. And we've got some more yeah. from Len there, but I think we'll uh, we'll share it, spread those over the next few episodes. Uh, so Len, we're glad to hear you're back in the country. It's nice to hear your voice, and we will we will. We will savor the experience of your voice for the next few weeks. So, cool. All right. Yeah. I don't think we have any emails. Uh, I didn't get any Twitter questions. Um, so, I think we're good to go. Call it a night. Good night. Okay. Well, wait. I got to do the closing thing, idiot. Well, I said good night. You can still talk. <sighs> good night. I'm done now. The headphones are off. Goodbye. Okay. Do your part, Rob. I don't need you for any of this anyway. I don't say anything. Just do your part. Uh, Fine, I will. If you guys want to get in touch with us. First of all, thanks for listening, by the way. Thanks for putting up with some weird episodes here. You don't mean that. I thought you were done. Okay? I said good day, sir. (laughs) If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at buildingthegamepodcast at gmail.com or you can call your Google voice number at 770-TELL-BTG. You can follow us on Twitter at PodcastBTG. Not that Jason ever tweets anything from the account uh, or retweets anything when I copy PodcastBTG on there. He gives me the finger. Jason is at J.A. Slingerland. I'm at poorly underscore designed on the Twitters. Uh, you can uh, like us and give us good reviews. We would appreciate that. Don't forget Fallen Treasures is on Kickstarter right now. Please, please, please give it your support we would really really appreciate it uh i'm i'm super pleased with the game and it's on kickstarter for a little bit longer don't miss your chance to uh to get a copy it's really great and it's so cute it's i just can't say it uh, enough how cute the art is um and it's super fun too it's super fun i that's enough uh so thanks for listening and now i will say good night good night no it doesn't count you already said it before Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason are property of the Building the Game podcast. Next time on Building the Game. I'll surprise you. November's already over, man. Is it? It's already over. (laughs) It just started. It's already over. That's the most depressing part. Because next week... I can't get any shit done next week because because then the week after that is is Thanksgiving, and and once it's Thanksgiving, even though there's a week in November left, it's December as soon as Thanksgiving's done. Basically, <sighs> let's do a podcast. It'll be so much fun. <laughs>